Welcome to Encounter. May the time you spend lead you to new discoveries about your own story and the story of God. We have read about the events leading up to Jesus' crucifixion and resurrection so many times that we can get numb to fear and uncertainty and terror of those four days. Jesus seems brave resolute, determined to do what he had to do, but the disciples were shaking in their sandals. His friends did not want to make the trip to Jerusalem. Remember, Master, the last time we were in Jerusalem, they tried to stone you? But Jesus, who never ran from trouble, insisted, and Thomas said to the others, we might as well go too so we can die with him. That's an important comment. They really thought they might die too, and that scared them silly. But of course it did. It was a tense week. The big parade into the city provided a little cover because so many people were there. The authorities wouldn't make their move with so many people singing his praises. But later in the week, They were far more apprehensive. Finding the right place for the Passover meal was like a scene out of a spy movie. Follow a man with a water jug. Go to the house. Ask about a room. All very hush-hush. Even with all those precautions, Judas gave Jesus up. It was an inside job. It's no surprise that the disciples went into hiding when Jesus was arrested. Wouldn't you? When Peter, who had been trying all night to be brave, found a place in the high priest's courtyard where he could keep his eye on Jesus, it was like people could smell his fear. He knew that with just one idle word, he might be next. After the crucifixion, we find the disciples holed up in a locked room, looking over their shoulders, startled by each loud noise. We all know fear. Doesn't everybody have plenty of things to worry about? COVID kept us cooped up for months on end. TV, news, social media posts push crime, war, and violence in our faces all the time. The destruction of the environment, the risk of the collapse of the economy, and what parent doesn't worry about their kids Toddlers or teenagers, the pressure is always on. What are the things that keep you up at night? It is easy to assume that Jesus' courage had totally rubbed off on his friends, but they were fragile humans just like us. And the closer Jesus got to the cross, the more terrified they were. But here's something Jesus said at the Last Supper just hours before his arrest and trial. In this world you will have trouble, but cheer up, I have already overcome the world. He promised the disciples they would face trouble. He told them that they would feel the weight of their fears and difficulties. He promises us the same thing, however. Bad things don't vanish, but Jesus overcomes them. Then Jesus proved his point. That he overcomes the world by suffering, dying, and rising from the dead. He overcame the frightening forces of the world through sacrifice, love, and the power of Almighty God. 
Later in the New Testament, we read a similar promise using some of the same words, but with a twist. It's at the end of Romans chapter 8. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? We might say to a child or friend, there's nothing to be afraid of, but we know better, don't we? Problems are real. Fear is rational. The good news is that Jesus proved at the cross that he loves us to death. We live bravely because in the end, his love wins. What peace does this reminder bring you today? Who else in your life might need to hear it? How could you share this encouragement with them? Our prayer for you today is that you will live with confident courage because of Jesus. We'll see you next time for another day of encounter.